Tom Hanks podcast. Wow, it's Tom Hanks podcast. You've got Hanks, so let's say thanks for Hanks. Yeah. Hello and welcome to You've Got Hanks. This is a podcast about Tom Hanks, hosted by me, Rachel Chapman. <laughs> Yay! And today on the podcast, I have my friend. She's a writer, director. It's Lauren Gilbert. That's me. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm very excited to talk about this movie that we're talking about today. I'm I'm very excited and mm-hmm. very scared, and I'm I'm really worried about people coming after me. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's so controversial um, for no. so many reasons, but. Um, yeah, no, thank you for having me. This, yeah. is, this is very exciting. We're talking about Cloud Atlas from yeah. 2012. Way back when, yeah, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> this was the year that the world was supposed to end, right? Yeah, and according to people who walked out of this movie, it basically did once yeah. this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie was super controversial. Uh, I This was the first time I saw it for this podcast yeah so what did you think like right out of the gate just um i was like there's a lot going on <laughs> yeah apt description yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. that's very accurate yeah before i saw this um i knew it as a movie where a bunch of actors play different characters and uh there was some controversy about like yellow face happening and also it wasn't great that's what i knew about it yeah so well i mean my my very earliest experience with it so i uh worked at a movie theater when it came out it was 2012 i think i was like 20 uh just ushered and worked concessions and stuff um and i don't remember i i was promoted to manager at one point i just i don't remember oh yeah (laughs) biggest accomplishment to, to date uh unfortunately but Uh, I don't remember if that had happened yet, but I do remember, you know, actually I was because I was in charge of doing refunds for people if they didn't like the movie. (laughs) And I will say this movie caught my attention because, uh, it ran at our theater for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. It was not long. Oh no. (laughs) And I distinctly remember a lot of people would come out like halfway through (gasps) and just say like, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Can you give me my money back? And I was just like, "Is this, what's so terrible about this movie where yeah. people are just coming out? So, um, and it didn't, like, I, I knew the Wachowskis had done The Matrix and, yeah. like, I didn't love The Matrix. Yeah. Which is uh, apparently a, also a controversial opinion, so I yeah. won't go into that. But, um, you know, I just, I'm a little bit of a contrarian, I yeah. guess. So I just thought I'd give it a shot. <laughs> and I loved it. You loved it. I, lo- I like from the be- like from the beginning i was like totally invested yeah and i came out of it just like with my mind bl- granted i was 20 yeah and probably high but i <laughs> uh yeah i just couldn't i don't think i'd ever seen a movie like that yeah um and the fact that it was like I learned later that it's maybe one of the most expensive um, oh yeah independent movies ever made too yeah it uh the budget was a hundred and two million dollars, <laughs> which I think that's the highest budget out of any Tom Hanks movie so far. Really? Yeah. Or no, more than um, I think like Toy Story was more. Or even like I'm trying to think, um, like Saving Private Ryan or something like. Um, I'm trying to think of like a big franchisey. Yeah. Movie he's done. I guess I could find. Yeah, I don't know. That. 
I all I know is that it did not make its money back. No. Um, and considering how huge that like considering just the cast, yeah, and the sc- the scale of it, it's just really it's kind of a an epic failure. Yeah, it ended up grossing a hundred and thirty million, so it made like only a little bit. But not even enough to and, consider that. And I'm pretty sure that was almost exclusive, not exclusively, but the majority of that was um, international grosses. Yes, international. Yeah. Uh, here in the States, it did not make that. <laughs> it did not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I have to admit, I was just, I, I've always been a little fascinated just by that, just just the level of failure it experienced. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it kind of makes you wonder like how like how that could even happen like with some like someone like Tom Hanks is so Yeah. Such a likable guy to have at you know at the top of your billing and you know and Halle Berry and uh uh Hugo Weaving and Yeah. Uh I could go on but um I think yeah. it suffered from too 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 many cooks uh too too much too too much you know (laughs) um well so there's (laughs) yeah it's it's six stories you know that are seemingly unrelated that span that that all take place across um a number of different time periods the earliest being uh 1849 yeah Yeah. the early or um mid 1800s in the South Pacific and then ending like in the distant, distant, distant future. Yeah. Yeah. Like 2,321. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the, the, the conceit behind it is that our, our main character in every given story is a reincarnation of the one from the previous. Yeah. Um, so they're all, yeah. uh, continuations of each other. Um, I do have the synopsis from IMDb for anyone who needs a quick little uh, summary. Um, It's an exploration of how actions of individual lives impact one another in the past, present, and future as a soul is shaped from a killer into a hero and an act of kindness ripples across centuries to inspire a revolution. A soul? Yeah. From a killer to a... into a hero so like someone who's a bad guy in one thing is a good guy in the next well so that confuses me because so i i I assume what they're referring to is tom hanks's character arc yeah um but so i i I, he is a killer and then he becomes a hero he is and then I, i guess what i what i'm confused about is like whether so like the main character in each story is implied to be the same person right is it that's what i thought but that synopsis sort of suggests that like whoever like tom hanks you know or any other actor plays in any given story you know their subsequent role is also that soul so yeah you know so i don't i don't know that's that's interesting though maybe it's it's ambiguous yeah when i watched it i thought like Tom Hanks in each one of these lives is just a reincarnation of the same Tom Hanks. Yeah, see that's interesting. I didn't I didn't really think about it that way. I just assumed that the hero of each story was the same soul. So right? Jim Sturgis in the first one is our main character. Yes. He's Adam Ewing, but then 
in the next one it's Ben Wishaw. Is that how you say his name? Wishaw. Yeah, maybe. Paddington <laughs> Bear is what I know him most from. <laughs> I don't remember. I only saw Paddington too, and oh, I was. He's the voice of Paddington. Oh, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. He's also in Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, but yeah, he's the the lead of the next one. And then the one, the next one after that is Halle Berry. Yeah. In 1973, I think. And then after that is 2012, and that's Jim Broadbent, right? Yeah. Broadbent? The Cavendish. Yeah. And then the next one after that is uh, Soon, Soon Me, right? Yeah, Sun Me. Sun Me. And then after that, it's Tom Hanks at Tom Hanks. Uh, Zach, yeah, uh, playing himself in Zach, the future. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Zachary, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. So uh, they all and they all have the same birthmark. So they they make a point. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know if that. Yeah, I have to remember because uh, like when you're watching it the first time, so everyone at one point shows like a star shaped birthmark, oh. and that's sort of to me the indicator that they're all the same person. And Dang, you I know, that. I I don't know, but but that is interesting though to consider the other side of that coin yeah it could be it could just be everyone playing themselves essentially yeah all these different i don't know it's up for interpretation (laughs) i guess (laughs) imdb also is not like the most reliable yeah it's like the it's like the wikipedia of show business Yeah. yeah um i i will say that i probably didn't catch everything that i needed to catch this movie is like three hours long so, um, with my, I have, I, I swear I have slight ADD. So I was like, what's <laughs> going on? What did I miss? Well, so have you, um, have you ever read the book? No. By chance? So it's based on a book and, uh, by David Mitchell and I, I've read it. It's been oh. a while. Um, but I read, I did read it after the movie yeah. came out. Um, so what's interesting about the book is that it's structured totally differently. Oh, really? It's pretty faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think it's been too long. Uh, you know, there might be like minor differences that yeah. I, I'm forgetting. But like basic, the overall like biggest difference I remember is the book uh, tells each story kind of memento style, like starts chronologically and then hits a halfway point. Each story is told like continuously up until like, in the middle somewhere and then it it interrupts and then uh usually it's like a high like a high point of tension it leaves you on a cliffhanger and then it moves on to the next the next time period Mm -hmm. so on and so forth when you reach the very distant future with uh with zachary and the the after the apocalypse or whatever uh it tell that story is told from start to finish and then it jumps backward in reverse chronological order and finishes everyone's stories, ah. memento style. Um, so the movie, deci- the Wachowskis decided to intercut it all yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. Instead. At times, this movie reminded me of an improv form where it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, where you start somewhere and then someone walks in and it becomes another scene and then another person walks in and it becomes a third scene. You get all the way to the top and then someone walks away and you go back to the previous scene. Do you know that? <laughs> I, I don't I okay. don't go to a ton of improv, yeah. but uh, so I just... It just uh, it just <laughs> was like a thing where you go up the ladder of stories and then you go back down the ladder. So you go, 
so you go in order and then you come back in order and oh then okay. oh yeah 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 i got i i see okay at times i was like it was this how we're doing it and then and then it really jumped around and i was like i'm not following a lot of this but i kind of know so what's going on sort of just calling back to its own yeah its own arc yeah. sort of if I tried to go through the actual plot of this movie, it would just be a lot of jumping around and that would be super confusing. But basically, the stories are... So the, so the 1849 story is Jim Sturgis goes and he, uh, and he... I don't know what his mission is, but he has to... Well, he, he's going home. I think that's, yeah. that's his because he's in the South he Pacific. To go check out, like the slaves right yeah I, I think from what i i i can tell he his his um in-laws are very wealthy and they they yeah. i think they're he's basically handling business of theirs overseas yeah and while he's in the south pacific he witnesses a slave being flogged yeah. and that sort of is like his I, I can assume his first experience with racism because yeah. he's a very sort you know privileged wealthy white man uh you know and his his in-laws are also very rich and profit off you know the labor of of slaves yeah and then he's on a boat back home and along the way uh the slave that he saw being flogged is a stowaway who then becomes his friend and then also while this is all happening tom hanks is on the boat as a doctor but he's secretly poisoning him yeah. to get his money um, but then eventually the slave figures that out and like saves him and then he gets home and then he meets up with his wife that ends up being related to another uh, story. <laughs> well, she's played. So she's played by the sa- uh, Duna Bay, who's um, the same actress who appears in the San Mi story. Yeah. Yeah. As the lead. And he's in that as her, like, love interest in that. But he um, is a white man playing a Korean man. (laughs) That's where this movie has some... There is, like, backlash because some people are like, oh, there's yellow face. But then they're like, yeah, but then Halle Berry plays a white woman. Oh, yeah. And and at one point, Duna Bay is also... A white woman, too? Yeah, she's in white face. And also, I mean, is is it... when someone's not Mexican and they're oh yeah is it brown is it brown brown face or? yeah I don't know she also plays a Mexican yeah she plays a Mexican woman in the 1970s segment yeah. so yeah it's definitely all over the across the board yeah I was reading an article that said something like it's not necessarily offensive offensive because they're playing they're like in yellow face and all these different uh it's uh because it's part of the storyline where all these actors are playing different characters the problem is is that they cast mostly white people for those roles so if it was like a more diverse cast playing different diversities or different races then it would have been a little bit right and it's also white filmmakers yes who are helming it so yeah. that 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 that's very telling but i did read um in the imdb fun facts that apparently natalie portman gave the book to the wachowski uh siblings during v for vendetta which is where they got the idea to start writing it and so she was promised the son me character but then had to drop out because she got pregnant um and that so if she was actually in it that would be super wait so natalie portman was up for playing the cur- like the yes. korean oh 
Yeah. See, yeah. that would have been a, a Scarlett Johansson episode. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. that's that. They yeah, that that's, that's that would have been really offensive. But yeah. 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 I definitely don't want to like feel like this is my arena to to make a call on. Um, yeah, I've read about this too, and and I think the rationale that uh, that they've used for it is basically like the whole the whole point of recycling actors in all the different stories is sort of to use their the fact that their faces are so recognizable as mm-hmm. like a, a visual like indication sort of of the the consistency of the souls that are reappearing mm-hmm. in, in each story yeah. and the Wachowskis I think have talked about how like they're the the spirit of the movie is intended to sort of transcend race and gender um uh you know in in sake of exploring people's humanity sort of like un unbound by you know those social yeah constrictions um and uh, you know maybe at at best it's naive yeah you know and it's it's it is sort of a privileged way of looking at it um i don't know it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> could go on but i i i think it yeah i don't know that's just one thing that it's I valid it's well, valid criticism yeah for sure yeah well, as long as it's not uh, a Scarlett Johansson situation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's def- it's certainly not like a minstrel show or yeah. anything like 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 you know I, I I think some some examples that people go to are like you know Mickey Rooney from Breakfast at Tiffany's, oh, which yeah. was just like a horrendous that's offensive uh, yellow face example. Yeah, you know because th- those are like racial stereotypes basically being used as amusement for for you know mostly for Comedic white audiences. Reviews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, then the 1930 story is, uh, Paddington Bear (laughs) (laughs) is, uh, so he like, first we see him and he's in bed with uh, a man. Well, first we see him in, in the very beginning of the movie and he's writing like a suicide note and we see him in a bathtub about to shoot himself. But then later we cut to, he's in bed with a man um, and he's like uh, leaving, putting his pants on, leaving really quick. And then he goes off and he is kind of like an apprentice to a composer who's helping him write or like write down music. And then Halle Berry is his the composer's wife. Uh, and then eventually he's like composing this song that's the Cloud Atlas sex. Sex Ted. Ted? Yeah. yeah. And uh and then the composer is like basically gonna blackmail him into making it his, like yeah. put his name on it. Well, this is the '30s, so yeah. he threatened by him by outing him essentially. Yes. And he uh, didn't want to do that, so then in like kind of a fight, he accidentally shoots the guy and he runs away. But then he didn't actually die, and so he's after him. And all this time, he's writing letters to his love interest, which is Six Smith who he uh, is, like, basically narrating all of this to him because he's got a great voice. Cause he's <laughs> get, pa- that, get that bear tone. Yeah, <laughs> Paddington Bear. And then uh, eventually his story ends by, uh, you know, suicide. Um, but he does release his song because later we see a bunch of people are affected by it, too. Yeah, it appears several like so. Obviously, it shows up in in the Halle Berry piece in the seventies yeah. because she tracks down the record and the the guy in the record store 
uh, who sells it to her is also played by uh, uh, Ben, ben Shaw. Yeah. Uh, so it's like they're all connected. They are all connected. Yeah. And then, so then the 1973 is Halle Berry. Um, she's uh, this journalist who's trying to figure out what's going on with this power plant situation going on uh she gets stuck in an elevator with six smith who's <gasps> older now no way yeah um and then uh basically he is gonna give her information about the power plant that's like uh hugh grant is like the guy running it and he's always an evil guy right yeah yeah i think hugh hugh grant and hugo weaving are always like the assholes or yeah. the, the villains well the hugo weaving has a very villain face he's definitely he's got he's got unkind eyes i'm sure i'll I'll bet he's like a super lovely nice nice person well that's what they always say like (laughs) in those like behind the scenes things like all the villains everyone on set is always like well it's so crazy that he's the bad guy because he's so nice you know what i mean yeah 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 he looks like a guy like that you you who just is already waiting at a bus stop when yeah. you get there and you, you kind of like move 10 feet away just because you're not sure like why they're frowning so hard yeah yeah he's like the opposite of tom hanks or tom hanks is just automatically lovable no matter what <laughs> and then oh <laughs> not in this movie he's he he, he has plays, a spectrum yeah yeah he does that was another thing that i knew about this movie before seeing it was that everyone's like well tom hanks finally plays like a real evil guy because he kind of struggles. I've noticed he struggles a lot with playing bad people. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I've never seen Road to Perdition, but I think he, he plays a gangster in that yeah, one, right? Yeah. But it's like you understand his motive. So like he's you're on his side even though he's doing bad things. So he's like an anti hero. Yeah. And then I don't know, his character in like League of Their Own isn't exactly like yeah. a super nice dude, but he's But he comes around at the end. So it's like you i don't know you like root for him sort of in extension with the team i guess yeah and then like the lady killers i guess plays kind of a a salty character he's bad (laughs) but he's charming yeah so like and it's like very coen brothers caricature so like it's not true evil no he he could never tom hanks could never play a nazi yeah or or uh like a, a serial killer no. or anything it's like that that would just be i think that would break america yeah. as it is like after me too blew up like tom hanks is one of those people where if you even say his name yeah. people are like holding their breath being like oh no what did he do what I happened <laughs> what is he is he either because people are afraid he's dead or that he like touched somebody yeah really and it like never it never happens but everyone's like waiting yeah. and i'm just like come on guys well, it's that Onion article that came out during the Me Too moment. That was a uh, woman comes forward, forward against Tom Hanks being a nice guy. And it's like <laughs> everyone sent that to me because they thought it was so funny. But every time I saw it, I immediately like <gasps> just just die a little yeah. inside. It's like that's yeah. not funny, you guys. Right now, there is a really good uh, New York Times article out uh, with Tom Hanks uh, about uh, Mr. Rogers, but it's basically like, read this and you'll feel better because <laughs> Tom Hanks makes everyone feel better. Oh, just yeah. Talking to him. And Tom Hanks, like night, like America's dad. Yes. Playing the like, like the also n- one of the nicest yeah. <laughs> people known to man in a movie like it. It all makes sense. It just makes sense. Yeah, so then uh, Halle Berry's story kind of, she's like, it's like kind of like a, a 
not really a spy, but an investigation type movie kind of thing where she's tracking down, but she's being chased after also. So she like goes to the power plant. She meets up with Tom Hanks and they kind of fall in love. Um, and he's like a nice guy who saves her, but then he ends up being killed in an airplane. Yeah. He's like assassinated via bombed airplane as he's like kind of giving voiceover that he thinks he's fallen in love with this woman. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, so she's being pursued and then, uh, one of the security guys kind of decides to help her and then they track down, uh, cause Sixsmith is killed. They make yeah. it look like a suicide, but they kill him. And they're they're looking for this report, which will prove that, like, the power plan is actually meant to be uh, go wrong. So that it causes, like, a nuclear something. Uh, Adam Driver makes a cameo. Cause Does he? It was the, no. Oh, <laughs> I was just, I just saw the report. Oh. Uh, he, he, thought it, he thought it was the wrong report. Anyway, bad joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I missed it. Well, you could say anyone was in this movie. Like, oh, I missed it. I must have dozed off for a second. Oh yeah, this is like the it's like the the Spartacus of 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 movie cameos. Yeah, just uh, anyone can raise their hand. Like, oh yeah, I was in Cloud Atlas. And yeah, yeah. But yeah. I would believe it. I believe it. Um, yeah, and then it ends with they uh, find out that there's one last remaining reporter, like one of the last reports, and it was sent to Sixmas' niece. Uh, and she basically gives it to them to then take down the guys and she's like, make them pay. And it kind of ends there. Um, so then I guess they, yeah, they make them pay. Well, it turns into like, cause it's, it's all kind of framed and this, and this I think was probably lost on the movie. Um, yeah. but in the book it was sort of written in the style of a mystery thriller oh, novel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and her story gets turned into like a mystery book that is picked up um, in the future by the Cavendish character who's the oh. publisher and eventually like it sort of, you know, he, re- he referenced, that's like how he references it. Uh, oh, okay. In the future. So yeah. she like th- thinks about like turning it into a film or something. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just another connection. <laughs> Weaving this, this, this tapestry together. Everything's connected. Honestly, this movie would have been good if it was like six separate movies, like a Harry Potter series where each movie was each one of the, <laughs> the, uh, whatever the time periods, but then you have to watch all of the movies. Yeah. I don't know if people would make that connection, I guess. No, I don't know if they would, but I feel like each one of these could have been a separate movie and then also it wouldn't have been so long. <laughs> I do wonder, I mean, I could probably figure this out and somebody on Reddit has probably already posted a fan edit, you know, yeah. but I am curious what the runtime of these would be if they were, if they were separate. Yeah. Yeah. I, my guess, I mean, it's a three hour movie and there's six movies. Yeah. So, get, but they're doing... Like, math 30 minutes each (laughs) yeah like this is embarrassing i'm just like uh let's 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 not try to do math on air uh this would have been a really fun hbo mini like limited series i it would not honestly not surprise me if like they tried this again on tv because i i feel like especially now these sort of like world dense type stories do lend themselves better to tv yeah than into a three-hour movie like this unless it's like an existing uh story that's familiar with 
that people are already familiar with. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, I don't think, I mean, Cloud Atlas as a novel, I think was gen- like critically well, well liked, but I don't know if it was like a huge, like, like table, like tabletop book that people, everybody had, Yeah, you know? So I think most people went into it having no context <laughs> and no familiarity with, with the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, the Wachowskis, like I have to hand it to them. They, they tackle some like original stuff. Yeah. Like the movie, they, they did a movie after this called Jupiter Ascending. Which oh yeah. I've actually never seen it. I heard that was a really bad movie. It bombed really bad, <laughs> but I think they're one of the few, um, like filmmakers I can think of who are trying, who like have the, the clout to do these like independently you know conceived written uh like basically original sci-fi concepts with huge budgets yeah like i don't think most other people are doing that and you know they take risks and they don't always work (laughs) but uh you know i i I always respect people taking risks yeah i wonder if they would have put keanu reeves in this movie (laughs) 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 and who would he have played Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, you never, yeah, they might have asked him. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the 2012 storyline is, uh, so Tom Hanks is a writer <laughs> who wrote this, like, uh, his, like, autobiography book called Knuckle Sandwich or whatever. This was maybe my favorite iteration of yeah. Tom Hanks, this entire movie. <laughs> this was my favorite, too. And it was really, like, short. <laughs> but uh so they're at a party he's pissed off because his, his book isn't doing well and there's a critic there who gave like a really terrible review of his what i assume is a really horrible book and uh cavendish is his uh editor and he's like we were over and then tom hanks decides in the middle of the party to go over and talk to this critic and the critic is like insulting him so Tom Hanks decides to take the man and throw him off the ledge and he falls to his death, death, death in front of everyone at the party and then immediately just goes to the bar and orders like a shot of tequila. Slight overreaction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but also in the moment I was like, that's what everyone would want to do when someone's that rude to you. Well, and also it's like <laughs> like we were talking about never seeing Tom Hanks as a villain. Yes. It's just like, okay, what's like the most extreme thing we can have Tom yes. Hanks do in this movie to like convince people like, I can be bad. Watch this shit. And yeah. But the thing is, even when he does something that terrible, I'm like laughing and being like oh tom hanks oh tom you know like what an overreaction tom what what are you gonna do yeah he also has crazy facial hair um (laughs) as this guy but he's like uh he's is what is he irish scottish oh tom hanks yeah oh i i I think he's I think he's British. He's British. I, th- I think. Okay, he's got some kind of like Cockney British accent, like something. very heavy. Yeah. Cockney. And then so he's in jail, but his book is doing great now because like uh, the press over him killing this critic. People love murder. Yeah. So then, uh, so then they think that Cavendish is getting a bunch of money from the book, but he has all these debts, so that he doesn't actually have a lot of money. So then, uh, Tom Hanks's guys come and like threaten him to give them. $50,000, but he doesn't have it. So he goes and he talks to uh, his brother, Hugh Grant, 
And he's like, can you give me some money? And he's like, no, but I'll help you escape. And so he sends him to this, like, what he thinks is a hotel. But really, it's like an old folks home uh, where he's, like, trapped. Yeah, it's like this weird sort of, like... Uh, retire assisted living retirement home prison one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh (laughs) nurse ratchet style hell yeah and the 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 really mean nurse is also played by hugo weaving oh in a very mrs doubtfire classic doubtfire uh really channeling that yeah it's very throwback funny Honestly, out of all of these, this one was the funniest because I like when later they escape and all these old people are escaping together in the car and it's very cute. And this one guy's like, I know, I know. And he's like, I want to go with and they have to go <laughs> back and get him. And he's very cute. Um, so, yeah, his story, he ends up making a movie based on his story and Tom Hanks plays him in the movie. Yeah. 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 Um, also there's a point where, uh, as, uh, Cavendish is going to the hotel, he's on a train and it reminds of when he was younger and he, uh, uh, what's her face? Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Susan Sarandon is, uh, his like love interest when they were kids and then they got caught by her parents as they were about to lose their virginity and he (laughs) fell out of the window that was very funny just this story this this one (laughs) segment alone is so like there's layers to it yeah there's so much going on (laughs) yeah this modern day 2012 story there's just a lot but this was a fun one wasn't it what did he say something like uh the police when he like they filed the police report uh, oh they fell off yeah it was like like the cause of accident was just pussy <laughs> yeah because there's a cat that comes in there's a cat in the room and well, he well. holds the cat <laughs> to his uh junk as the parents come in but then the cat of course reacts and he gets scared and he flies out the window because of it and he was trying to get in a pussy yeah before <laughs> all that happened yeah double entendre so it all it all makes sense it's very funny <laughs> <laughs> um and then the 20, what is it? 21, 30 something. What year was something it? Something. 2144 was, this is the one with Sun Me. She's like, uh, like a clone, I guess, working in this like kind of like diner thing day to day. Yeah. It's like if, if it, it's like if McDonald's like just all uh, employed like clone slaves. Yes. Um, They all have this like collar that like can kill them in an instant. Um, But it's very Black Mirror to me. This seems like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And definitely, I I think most up the alley of the Wachowskis. Since it it is sort of like that, that uh, take the, the, uh, the red pill sort it's the red pill right yeah i just i i hate say the, the term the red pill because it makes me think of incels yeah. uh, <laughs> it's been appropriated for a bad cause but uh you know that sort of just awakening from a state of conformity to yeah. rebel against the system uh very science fictiony battle sequences a lot of technology yeah um I did read that the Wachowskis did the 1849 segment, the 2144, and the 2321. And then Tom Tick- Tickwer did 1936, 1973, and 2012. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, this one is like uh, sh- 
so she's a clone and then she has a friend who is like a rebel and wakes her up in the middle of the night because they live in these like pod things but then her friend shows her like this video which is a scene from the movie of cavendish where it's like i will not whatever i will not be subjected to criminal abuse yeah that's it like uh, he, he had such like 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 a first world <laughs> problem that he was addressing too. So yeah. it's funny how that goes on to inspire this like actual revolution. This this actual horrible situation yeah. that this woman is in. Yeah. And then uh so her friend tries to escape, gets killed, and then like another night she like wakes up in the middle of the night and she meets uh Ho Haiju. Ho- I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh played by Jim Sturges. A white guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and he like rescues her and he's like basically telling her about like the world or whatever. Um, and then at one point he, we think he's dead, but then he's not. He comes back and he saves her again. And then they're like falling in love. And then they basically tell her about the what's happening, which is they're all cloning a bunch of them and then killing them and then making them into soap which is their food i think that that whole scene in particular really got to me um more than anything because basically she's kind of on the fence about joining a revolution because she's kind of like i I don't know i this is all kind of beyond me and so they they decide to show her what actually happens so all the clones it's established early on that once they reach the end of their 12-year service to the corporation that they get to ascend yeah which you know they just assume means that they get to be free Mm -hmm. uh and live on the she says like the surface world which i assume just means not (laughs) in a in a corporate diner jail yeah uh but what actually happens is they get um uh, euthanized and you know strung up on meat hooks and slaughtered and recycled into food yeah which is then fed back to the living clones oh god just hor- horrific just yeah. just just truly a, a a horrible thing to witness really um sad. but it is sort of what inspires her to rebel yeah and she gives this speech that later is used to inspire uh, the next segment or whatever. But she gives this speech about like, I don't even know. It was very long. But while this is happening, while she's recording the speech, the rebels are like waiting for the people to come in and they're fighting. And she's watching this fight go on. And while it's happening, she watches Hoju. Uh, Haiju? Haiju. Haiju. He gets killed and it's really upsetting. But then she ends up getting captured. And the whole time that we're watching her segment, it's like through like kind of like she's being interrogated um, by Hugo Weaving, who is like a bad guy. I think that was, um, what's his name? Uh, he played Sixsmith. Oh, was it? Um, oh, I forget his name um oh james darcy oh that was james darcy yeah okay um and then uh so then she's like basically like say they're like well if you knew that you were gonna die why did you do it and she's like i had to do it or whatever and then also uh and then they end up killing her yeah yeah um but then she delivers kind of like the big line of the movie or something like that i wrote something 
down. She is sort of like just to kind of the summation, like something yeah. from womb to tomb where death bound is only to a door when it closes, another one opens, kind of thing. She Reinc- says that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's sort of the the visual metaphor for reincarnation. Yeah, yeah. this movie. I don't know. I wrote a bunch <laughs> of stuff down and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and then okay. Earlier, though, I forgot to mention this. So Paddington Bear, Ben Wishaw, is reading the journals from Ewing in the first one. So this is how they're all connected. So the journals, Cloud Atlas Sextet is then in the 1973. And then from her story is the book that's in the 2012. And then the movie is what inspires the 2144 and then her speech is what then inspires the the last segment which is 2321 which is like uh apocalyptic yeah universe like, they're i think they're in hawaii or something but yeah it's like way it's like like it's like hundreds of years after society has basically crumbled yeah and people who survived have basically reverted to a tribal uh, form of existence yeah their speech is very uh difficult to understand so i i have this du- like i i think ever since i saw cloud atlas i'll just when i i, I want to say that something's true i'll sometimes say that that's the true 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 <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and so it's become it's become just like a, a thing like i think i'll just say about anything so as i'm watching it uh cloud atlas now i was just i couldn't I couldn't take it seriously anymore. I started giggling every time yeah. they said they said the true true because they were so grave and serious yeah. when they said like, it. You I was need like, to say the true true right now. That's the true true. <laughs> yeah. It is very like childish kind of speak, I guess. A lot of things are like mumbled together or like just like very like they cut out a lot of the vowels. So it's just like. Well, the, 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 the chapter of the book was written that way too. Oh, really? it, it had, yeah. There was, there was a dialect there, which I assume they were, they were trying to emulate, yeah. um, to, with mixed results, yeah. I, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Well, that whole storyline is like, so Tom Hanks sees like Jim Sturgis and this little boy get killed by these like villain people he could have helped, but he was like, had this like devil guy talking to him. He was a coward. He just hid. Yeah. And watched people die. But he had this like kind of like presence that was like, don't say anything. Um, and then later we see him in the village with all of his people. And he uh, and Halle Berry comes to town <laughs> in her ship. And she's <laughs> yeah, like, she does. Yeah. She's like more civilized kind of. And she ha- knows all this stuff. And she needs to get to this mountain top. Where there's like something that will help her people from dying or something like that. I think it's like a it's like a satellite that she uses as like yeah. a, a call for for help, I guess. Yeah. Or or even just like a hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh she needs someone to take her and so she asks Tom, who at first says uh doesn't want to, but then eventually does because he likes her. Well, like, I think she she has like advanced technology yeah and and she saves one of the kids yeah Yeah. so that's kind of like his debt to hers yeah beer guide yeah Yeah. so then he takes her up the mountain and then along the way there's like one point where she falls or something like that but he catches her at the last second a lot of women just being saved in this movie (laughs) and then it's like the devil guy is like 
drop her do it he's like no do it yeah do it like no you like her that's why you (laughs) won't kill her and then uh then he i can't well it basically ends where like he ends up going back to his village and everyone's dead except for this little girl cat can something yeah yeah. And then, uh, oh, and then earlier he has like this premonition thing where uh, Susan Sarandon like tells him like uh, bridge hide under it. And then another one is like something like grab the rope, save her. Well, doesn't he see past his past life too? like yeah. there's sort of that that he either has a dream where he sees visions of like himself as as Halle Berry or as the composer, it like just it all kind of comes back yeah. and kind of doesn't like really know what to make of it. Yeah. And then that's when she like tells him things. And one of the things is like enemy asleep. Don't cut his throat. <laughs> but then he goes back to the village and everyone is dead and he sees his enemy asleep and he's like about to not cut his throat. But then he does anyway, which he was told not to. But I he, did it anyway. Yeah. And then uh, the bad guys come to town and they're like, hey. And so they chase after him. And then we get to like a, a scene that's very similar to the first scene that we saw where he's under attack with his uh, with his niece. I think it's not his daughter. I don't know what it is. But okay. some what? some some small child. Yeah. And uh, that's when he's like, oh, this is what Jim Sturgis was going through when I didn't help him. And now I'm going to die the same way. But then Halle Berry shows up and she saves the day. And then uh, they fight the guys and then they get away and they get to 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 the ship or whatever, her ship of people. Well, everyone's dead. So she's kind of like, yeah, y'all can just stay on this island and starve to death. Or, or come y- with me. you can come with me to the future. Yeah. And then they do. And then everyone lives happily ever after. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. <laughs> so like the beginning of the movie, we see Tom Hanks with like his messed up eye and he's like an old dude and he's like telling a story with like a bunch of teeth in the sand. Right. No, this is some. Oh, that was another guy. This is different. But he's like <laughs> got like fire. I don't know. They're all the same. And then it ends with the same old guy, Tom Hanks, with a cut on his face. And we now we know where that came from. It was the fight. Yeah. At the end of the movie. And then uh, they're like, Grandpa, stop telling us a story. <laughs> you stupid old man. Yeah, you don't know then, what you're talking about. And then she runs inside and then uh, Tom Hanks walks up to his house, which is now old Halle Berry is there. And she's like, Grandpa, I'm Grandma. And they're together. Which, by the way, that, that's also something they added for the movie. I yeah. don't think they were a thing, uh, a romantic uh, couple in the book, yeah. as, as far as I remember. But gotta have a happy couple at the end of the yeah. movie. You gotta, you gotta have that 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 steamy uh, makeout sesh. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Especially like with the old age makeup. Just yeah. oof. That yeah. Just, that just that does it for me. Yeah, <laughs> gimme gimme. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how the movie ends. We see like it pans up to the sky and we see stars and that's how the movie ends. Yeah, I mean there's there's so much sort of wrapping up at the same time yeah um and and i i there was some i I was reading sort of about the 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 method of them use recycling actors in different roles and I, i i guess if uh if we are to assume that each actor is a a soul that reincarnates in the next story as that same actor like so um 
Adam Ewing reunites with his wife at the end of his story. Yeah. Played by Duna Bay, who then also is the main character of the San Mean story. Yeah. Uh, and Haiju is also played by the same actor uh, as Ewing. Yeah. And he, their story is tragic because he dies and the, they both basically are executed um, in the revolution. But then sort of by the end, like we see that in the past life, they, it was happy. Yeah. And they ended up together. So it is sort of, you know, I guess everyone interprets it differently, but I, I mean, it, it is sort of easier to stomach all the, the, the tragedy that you see when you see sort of like those same souls, like are still together in one life at least in one life yeah Yeah, and sort of you know just just presenting the idea that even if uh you know life ends tragically in one way maybe it has another chance yeah down the line in some other i think that's beautiful yeah that is (laughs) (laughs) um other fun facts i read is that 20 million dollars of this budget came from the german government yeah, it was largely funded by <laughs> by by German production companies too. Oh wow! Yeah, and then seven of the million came from the Wachowskis' own money. Yeah, I mean people people tell money. me to <laughs> never put my own money in the in the show, but hey, you know whatever. Sometimes whatever gets you it just done. gotta get it done. Well, yeah. The, well, this movie like very came very close to not being funded um multiple times I, uh, and sort of bringing it back to tom hanks because this is a tom hanks podcast yeah um <laughs> he apparently was a pretty big um component in getting the film funded um overall just because uh the wachowskis were on their way to pitch the movie to him and convince him to be in it well below his normal rate uh and right before they met with with Tom Hanks, they got a call from Warner Brothers saying they're pulling out of the deal that oh. they made. So they were looking at losing millions of dollars of funding um, uh, inter- and international deals and all this stuff was just gone. And so they were like, oh, fuck, now we have to pitch this dead movie to Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, please be in our movie. So they uh, but, you know, they they pushed through it and uh, Tom Hanks said yes immediately. Yeah. And most people don't say yes uh during the meeting they say good meeting and then they they reject you later but no he was like on board immediately and so then right after he said yes warner brothers called back and was like hey so about that uh (laughs) we're actually you know tom's cool with it so i think we're we're in again (laughs) sorry just kidding uh yeah so i think him sort of being on board really like can you imagine just having that kind of star power yeah to just <laughs> say yes to something and a pr- like like hundreds of people have jobs suddenly and it's just yeah. like what what did i do oh tom <laughs> <laughs> he's flawless <laughs> yeah i also read that this is one of the uh only movies tom likes to rewatch of his own <laughs> which i understand <laughs> that just because it's so long there's so much going on that you gotta rewatch it to understand <laughs> what's happening well yeah and he also gets to play just like a wide berth of characters yeah. too it's just like a fun uh it's 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 a nice like showcase for him as as, as a like a character actor almost which you know he's usually not a character actor yeah he's usually the lead yeah and he, and he is uh you know the lead of this too but yeah you know, he get he kind of gets the best of both worlds here he gets to play uh he usually gets to play like a, a versions of himself and this one i feel like the one that was the most tom hanksy was the last one 
right? Well, yeah, I mean, he was the... Yeah, he's sort of the center of that one. Yeah. Um, but then... Uh, I feel like the, the character he plays in... Uh, in the Swinecki, the the 1970s with uh, Louisa Ray. Oh yeah, that's as very the scientist Tom too. Yeah, that was very Hanks. Yeah, I like his hair in that one. <laughs> Just I, a little comb over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my favorite uh, though was the writer in the 2012 storyline. That was my favorite Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was that was definitely the biggest <laughs> uh, the biggest stretch for him, I think. But that was yeah, that was very entertaining, and it was only for like two minutes mm-hmm. that he he got to do that, and it was honestly role. a very fun scene, even though it was like very scary that he killed that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just never never criticize a, a gangster's memoir, I guess. Yeah, it's just you just don't do that. That's why I'm not a critic. <laughs> I, I guess mean, i mean i guess that's kind of what we're doing now yeah we're critiquing <laughs> don't don't at me which no, case no no yeah. well it's all done in a in a in a uh loving way you know what i mean because yes. it comes from a place of loving tom hanks oh yeah yeah and, <laughs> and loving cinema and loving the risks that people take yeah and the, uh, the 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 way people yeah like and like i was saying before like i don't know it, i I think having starting to, I'm starting to make things more on my own now and just yeah. I'm, I'm starting to put a lot more of my time and energy into like pulling resources together and, and putting and planning shoots and, and just making creative decisions. And like, it's so hard to make things Yeah, <laughs> that I've, I've gotten way less salty Yeah, as time goes on, like about, about movies in general. Yeah. Like, I, I just, it, it's just it hurts my heart just to like seeing the, the talent, like even if the movie, like if the writing's not great or whatever, but just like how much people put into production design and costumes and, and fight sequences and just all this, all this like really intense work, like just to just kind of piss at it with just like, didn't like it. Yeah. Next question. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's warranting a discussion. Yeah. I feel like anything I can, find the reasons why it didn't work but not uh, like it's just like oh well it probably didn't work this way because of these situations well the most cited reason that people have said they didn't like it was because they were confused yes and that i mean yeah I, i i guess everybody processes their the their information differently I, I like to, th- I, I'm not really, like, I, I'm a little, I'll admit I'm a little slow. Yeah. Like, I have to really oh, I'm very pay attention. Slow. Well, <laughs> I, I've found that unless I see a movie in theaters where your attention is sort of monopolized yes. by a big screen, I, I don't always, like, if I watch stuff at home, I sometimes have to go back and yeah. play it again because I, I just wasn't paying attention or I got distracted, you know? So yeah. I will be the first to be confused yeah. <laughs> usually when a movie's <laughs> really heavily layered like that but I, I i just i think i think what the wachowskis and and uh tickware did with blending everything together uh not only just sync you know syncing up like the points of action but sort of cutting and and sort of interchanging between moments that are similar like in emotional intensity and sort of like everything was coordinated you know like at like in a 
I, I don't know if it's a like a three-act structure in the traditional sense, yeah. but you felt like everyone was in the same emotional place at the same time. It wasn't jarring. It wasn't, you weren't being pulled from one like emotional state to the other. It was all very cohesive to me. And so yeah. I think that's why I don't find it confusing at all because even if the, the, the particulars of the plot that we're following isn't always completely obvious at any given time like you understand what the character is feeling yeah and what's happening like sort of internally yeah so uh i think if people were confused by it they should watch it again yeah <laughs> i definitely need to rewatch it i probably won't rewatch it very soon but i will rewatch it it's yeah it's a it's a big one so it, it's it takes up a, it is an afternoon like three hours long <laughs> which is like uh, the only three-hour-long movie that I love is Titanic. <laughs> is that three? Yeah, I guess yeah. that is. I, I always felt like it was, like, longer than that. Cause I oh, used really? To well, because I used to watch it on TV when, oh, when yeah, that was a thing. commercials make it, like, a five-hour yeah. deal. Yeah, no. Truly. <laughs> but Titanic, to me, seems like an hour-long movie because it goes by fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anything you're enjoying will definitely... Yeah. Uh, fly by this um, one confused me because i was trying to jot down <laughs> notes and then i'd be like wait now we're over here now what's going on oh so. yeah well even looking you know analyzing anything from like a more uh you know if you're doing research yeah. for the podcast it's gonna you're, it's definitely gonna it's it's more of a brain exercise yeah for sure um yeah confusion a lot of people reference the the yellow face and the the, the yeah. racist uh uh connotation and that you know i i don't think i'm the person to make that call <laughs> you know i i have you know i i it doesn't it doesn't uh invalidate the movie as a whole yeah. i think it's worth it's definitely worth talking about yeah and it's a valid criticism um yeah i don't know i i think it it was a it was a leap yeah, for sure. It was it, it 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 balanced a lot of really heavy like philosophical themes on top of just like world building that had to happen sort of in record time because you were just jumping between things. Mm -hmm. Like we were already familiar with the world, like what it, what the eighteen hundreds were like and the seventies and like modern day, obviously. But then there are these future stories that have like their own, you know, like we had to be explained. It had to be explained to us that, you know, corporations used clones as slaves in the future, you know, yeah. so that was a whole thing. And then, you know, the the whole post, it, it, it was it was at, it asked for a lot. Yeah, it was very it, it was a de it's a demanding film yeah. for sure. Yeah. And not for everybody. Would you say this is your favorite Tom Hanks movie or what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? I didn't ask you before. I thought about that. I mean, I feel like that would be super basic to say, you know, cause <laughs> this is the one you like I'm, I'm, I'm doing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's me. It's, it's up there. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, favorite Tom Hanks movie. So uh, is that like my favorite like movie overall that he happens to be in or just like the favorite version of him? I don't know. Any given. I don't know. I, uh, Cause I, I okay so like if I just had to say like my favorite movie yeah overall that yeah. he happens to be I I think I think Toy Story Toy Story and like I guess by that I mean just the, the over franchise. yeah the franchise yeah. sure uh, and that's coming from a pure uh, place of 
purely <laughs> nostalgia yeah. because it's probably one of the first iterations of him that I, I saw. Yeah. You know, I was like seven years old, I think, when that movie came out. So it's very near and dear to me. Yeah. Um it's 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 so pure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard not to love Toy Story. Um uh yeah and as as far as him as a character like as, as him specifically I mean maybe Toy Story too yeah. like <laughs> uh if I want to just like not have to work too hard but um <laughs> I, I I liked him in a league of their own yes. too I actually only saw that movie kind of recently oh, for really? the first time yeah I mean at this point it's probably been like six months but oh. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. And I, I hear they're rebooting it as a TV show. Oh, yeah. Darcy Carden and Abby. Uh, Abby Jacobson. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, honestly, that cast alone, I'm just like, uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Take me there. Yes, I, please. I'm not I'm not like into baseball, but I, I, oh. I love a good I love a good like feminist romp in yeah. sports. Yeah. You know, I think the yeah. baseball is just like there but you don't have it's the to. it's the backdrop yeah yeah for sure no i'm really excited for that but like him like you know like we were talking about he's always kind of like america's dad and he's yeah. always he always plays these like like kind of pure character characters i guess and yeah. i i do like that in in a league of their own he's sort of this like um kind of unlikable guy who we end up kind of rooting for and yeah. like he, he 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 plays that very well just of <laughs> someone you know he's kind of a drunk and uh it's kind of sexist yeah. and then he kind of but he he comes around so yeah i don't know yeah but toy story yeah toy story is a good one yeah um okay let's rate cloud atlas out of five tom hanks's how many tom hanks's do you give cloud atlas oh i i'm gonna well, okay <laughs> i'll i'll be i'll be i mean i'd probably say i'll give it a four a four yeah and i know that like that's it, I, we're all biased yeah. I guess. Uh I think technically speaking it was it was hugely um it, it just like I said, I, I at the that at the point that I had seen I saw it for the first time I had never seen a movie do anything yeah. like that. I think it was a huge risk. Um and it worked for me. Yeah. You know. I I know not everyone not everyone feels that way. <laughs> uh and that's 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 cool, you yeah. know, everybody. Uh Everybody's special, yeah. special little snowflake. But yeah, <laughs> four, four Tom Hanks's. Four Tom Hanks's. I would say this movie surprised me because I thought it was going to be poopy based on what everyone said. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like real nervous to watch it. I will say that, the, that it was very long <laughs> and confusing at times. Uh, but the individual stories to me would get four Tom Hanks's. But uh, having to sit through it this first time, I would give it a three, but I will rewatch it eventually in my life and probably like it more the second watch. A three is not bad. What would you say? What was your favorite? Like if you had to pick one of the stories stories, like to to see more of or just what was your favorite out of those? Um, I don't like sad things. (laughs) And then also I don't really like uh like 1800s storyline so i probably wouldn't pick like the 1800 one or 1930 um and uh uh kind of like that mystery uh where people are chasing after you scares me so i probably <laughs> wouldn't pick that one so it's down to like and then i'm not too much as a science fiction person so i gotta go with the 
2012 story. <laughs> yeah, so the Cavendish yeah. Aurora House fiasco. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And I, I think that I could easily see that as like a, a, a romantic comedy. Yeah. You know, like maybe he is like trying to break out of the house to reunite with his... Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Yeah. I just also like, uh, like old people... <laughs> going on a an adventure <laughs> type thing oh yeah well it's like they i i feel like once you hit a certain age people stop making stories about you yeah and yeah i i think also that. when they break in and catch him on the toilet is a very funny moment because oh yeah very lebowski <laughs> yeah throwback you know yeah hey man there's a beverage here <laughs> uh that was a different scene of the movie um <laughs> yeah it, i i thought about it and Funnily enough, I, I'm on the same page with you yeah. in that I'm typically not a big sci-fi person. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Star Wars because like everybody likes Star Wars. That's yeah. kinda that's kinda easy. But I don't I don't go for sci-fi right off the bat. It kinda mm -hmm. has to there has to be something a little bit uh different about yeah. it for me to really you know, like I didn't like I said, I didn't love the Matrix. Uh yeah. don't at me. And <laughs> <laughs> uh i watched it high too and if i still didn't like it so i think that that really says something yeah, um does. yeah no but but ironically i think my favorite one of these is the sanmi story oh really yeah i'm a little bit masochistic i like sad things yeah um, yeah i mean i would <laughs> actually i would say that one was probably my second favorite uh i would love to see it as like a black mirror episode yeah, I could totally see it as like a limited, like a uh, an anthology, yeah, uh, segment. But for I would sure. love to see a happy ending. <laughs> I wonder too, because I was thinking about, um, uh, did you see the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? No, the Coen Brothers. So they, uh, they did also. I don't know how many story. It might have been six also, but I don't remember exactly how many um, stories they did. But it was similar in that. But it, it they they just. They uh, told each story from beginning to end, just kind of, they were all sort of self-contained and they didn't mm -hmm. really reference each other. They were just sort of, um, you know, th like they stood on their own um, and they just told them from start to finish and then they would just transition to the next one for like a, like a three hour. Yeah. <laughs> I, it wasn't that long. It was like two hours. Um, so I just, I wonder if people would have responded better to cloud atlas if they had done something like that where yeah. they kind of let you sit with a, one story yeah sort of mirroring more of what the book was going for yeah um and and s sort of letting you kind of absorb each story individually and you know maybe not trying so hard to blend them all together yeah i don't know i i mixed i think what they decided on with the intercutting was a way to do it yeah and it worked for me but maybe it would have worked better for some other people yeah i think critically it was well it was well liked i, I don't i don't yeah. think it was it was it was well received in mass yeah probably on rotten tomatoes it got like a good critic score and then a low uh viewers audience score score what's telling to me is that it's it's always very polarized it's yeah. not I, I and i think that's what piques my interest is when films are like either love it or you hate it because mm -hmm. when it's sort of like kind of in the middle it's 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 kind of boring i i i i think another example that's sim that had a similar reaction was mother uh that darren oh, aronofsky yeah. movie i liked that one too oh, and really? most people don't 
I have zero interest in <laughs> Well, if you don't like scary things, then I, yeah. I don't think this would be but also, up your alley. I'm not really a Jennifer Lawrence fan. It's not like, see, with Cloud Atlas, it's like, uh, she was in that, right? Mother? Was she a mother? Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, she was the lead. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, with Cloud Atlas, it's like Tom Hanks is in it, so I have interest in seeing it just because it's got Tom Hanks in it. But oh, like yeah. Mother, You're not I'm alone there. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm not really a Jennifer Lawrence fan, so it's not like I need to go see a movie that like has like mixed reviews. Oh, yeah. And that's that's like all her, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I can I can see that. People have told me I look like her. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So I do feel compelled to like keep up with her um, career. <laughs> oh. For that I reason mean, alone. <laughs> it's not like I don't like her. I'll go see a Hunger Games, but it's not like I'm like like oh gotta go see the next jennifer lawrence movie <laughs> uh, I, I love me i love me some hunger games yeah for sure <laughs> yeah i mean if it's a fun movie she's in i'll go see it but she's not a draw for me no offense jayla come on the podcast no, <laughs> <laughs> no offense <laughs> i do like the way she says pizza in that one interview have you seen that huh i don't know she's just like <laughs> there's like a clip of her saying pizza she does. I mean, she does. She does have a penchant for like being the, just like this amazing skinny Hollywood actress and just like being really into food, which yeah. I think people relate to. Yeah. Except for the the skinny Hollywood actress part. Yeah. You no, know. I, yeah. I, I can't. I can't relate to that. <laughs> she, it's probably because she's not not allowed to eat anything. Yeah. So she loves food, but she can't eat she it. Loves it. She appreciates it like a a, a nice painting. Yeah. I love food, but I don't have someone slapping it out of my hand. So. <laughs> that's why i'm not that's good i think that's abuse i don't <laughs> know <laughs> i would say that would be a red flag yeah, yeah. Uh, for me yeah yeah um okay uh where can people find you uh my address is no i'm just no. kidding um <laughs> no, my don't. my gps coordinates uh you can you can just i'm on instagram uh at lauren c gill that's l-a-u-r-e-n the letter c g-i-l uh i what's post. the c stand for uh you don't want to know no, oh, i'm just kidding okay. uh Catherine. it's my oh, middle name cute yeah <laughs> yeah it was my grand's name uh and was she's still with us i don't know why <laughs> she said she was i mean you took it from her <laughs> so it's not hers anymore uh, <laughs> i stole it uh yeah so i'm on insta i i, I have the same handle on twitter um oh. i hate twitter so i don't post on there a lot yeah. but um yeah you can follow follow me and uh what i'm up to yeah it's a crazy world <laughs> uh thank you so much for being here for this uh very exciting movie rachel this was a pleasure yeah. i honestly you fulfilled like maybe my uh my dream which was oh, really? to have a captive audience in which i could talk <laughs> about the, the the beauty of this movie yeah uh, it was fun yeah <laughs> i'll definitely let you know when i watch it a second time and take more in because i yes. feel like i didn't I didn't give this movie enough of the attention the first time that I should have. Yeah, well, also, <laughs> and if it didn't click with you, it didn't. And I, I think there's a lot of pressure, uh, like, you know, on people to watch everything and sort of love everything that everybody loves or hate. And yeah. I don't know. I think it's like me when Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, I And, of course, everyone hates Game of Thrones now, so I feel like that's <laughs> so ironic. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to totally draw out your outro. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, but I don't know. Just... just watch what you want and like what you want and if yeah. you don't like it then there's like too much good stuff out there to like be fixated on trying to like something yeah i don't know 
Well, I've already committed to watching every single Tom Hanks movie, even if I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, how many do you have left? Because I, I feel like you're getting close. Well, I'm at 2012. He does like a, roughly a movie or two a year, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, stop it. No, don't ever. <laughs> don't stop. Don't please. ever stop. At least this year he's already got two because Toy Story 4 and then the Mr. Rogers movie. Are you going to continue? Like when you reach like his... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how, how you guys are paced out. Yeah. Just going to lie in wait. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably maybe do like a season two or something. I've joked about making it Colin Hanks season two. <laughs> oh, wait. How, how many? Is he like a big movie actor? Has he done a lot of he's done I've, some stuff? I remember he was on he was on Fargo. Yeah, he's on Fargo. He who's uh, in the House Bunny. House Bunny. That's the movie I love the most. That's my favorite Colin Hanks movie. <laughs> Are you saying that's that? A, that's a classic. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in forever. Um, that that I don't remember anything else. Yeah, that's a, that's he does all have a cameo in that thing you do, so I'll get to watch that movie again. <laughs> oh, he must have been really young in that. Yeah, because he plays like the usher at the end of the movie who walks Liv Tyler to her seat <sighs> at the final performance. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Cute. Yeah um but yeah who knows what the future holds well i'm i'm very excited uh to see it yeah see it come about but yeah thank you so much this thank was so fun you. this was very fun and thanks for listening hey okay bye <laughs> see ya it's a tom hanks podcast wow it's tom hanks podcast <laughs>